And it's not that we're intentionally trying to, to go out and replace jobs, but candidly today, these are, these are jobs that can't be fulfilled, right? And if you look at other industries, this should have occurred a decade or two ago. Mm-hmm. And we used to go to the airport and we used to see a ticketing agent. And that ticketing agent got replaced by you know, a QR code on your smartphone or a bank of 40 kiosks that never have a wait. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being with me. You're probably struggling with the labor crisis and rising prices and the supply chain issue and all the other elements that are making it really hard to do business today in the restaurant space. Well, you're going to want to stay tuned to this week's episode because I have a possible solution for you. So stay tuned. Don't miss it. You're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Rockstars, your team are the foundation of your business. And every shift, they're leaving impressions with your guests in your restaurant. Now, every impression counts, and they have to be positive. Training is the key and absolutely essential to providing what I call amazing dining experiences. But effective training takes time and commitment if you had to do it yourself. Well, imagine a staff training tool that's completely customized to your restaurant brand and restaurant. It teaches your entire menu and what makes your restaurant brand special. Then it trains your team, your entire team, to sell because sales are the lifeblood of your business. Now, it's also important to recognize rising talent in your organization. This tool also trains future stars to become leaders that can run your business for you. I call that an exit strategy. Now, this tool is called Serve. Learn more at srvnow.com. That's srvnow.com. Check it out. Every day, guests are asking your servers one simple question that can make or break your bottom line. That question? What do you recommend? Studies show that 92% of diners will order whatever their server suggests, so if you're not already doing everything you can to harness the influence of your frontline team, it's time to start. I'm excited to introduce you to Sparkplug, an all-in-one customizable incentive management platform designed for restaurants. Sparkplug fully automates sales contests, goals, commissions, letting you build incentives, track real-time metrics, and fulfill prizes in one dashboard. Over a thousand businesses are using Sparkplug to motivate and engage their front of house to ensure they always have the perfect answer when asked, what do you recommend? Now you can too. Sparkplug is free to try and is offering my podcast listeners $200 off their first sales incentive. Visit sparkplug.app forward slash rockstars to claim your $200. That's sparkplug.app forward slash rockstars. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. And the most pressing challenges right now are obviously the labor crisis and inflation and supply chain issues. So today's guest is a possible solution to that. His name, Mr. Sam Zeitz, and he is the CEO of Grubber. Welcome to the show, Sam. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today, Roger. Well, thank you. You know, technology keeps moving forward and it's all about safety and convenience to the guests today. But what you're offering is really interesting. I was, I was inspired by your website and what I saw, so I'm really glad that you're here. But as my audience knows, we always talk about the backstory. So how did you become the CEO of Grubber? And then we're going to talk all about what Grubber is. <laughs> well, actually, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I figured you needed one of two things. You either needed money or know-how. And I had no money, so I figured I better go get some some know-how. So I ended up going and getting a law degree. And then out of law, I ended up uh, working at a, a large firm called Skadden Arbs. And the, the great thing about working at Skadden is they were very kind that every year you were there, they were kind enough to give you three years of experience, predominantly because you were working 120 hours a week. Um, but that experience uh, allowed me to, to really discover the, the fintech space. And I ended up uh, ultimately getting into the fintech space. And then about four years ago, I, I met a gentleman named Bob and Asher who had uh, you know, created this product that is Grubber today. And when I sat down with him and I saw this, I'm like, it was clear as day, this is the future. 
this is where everything is going for the restaurant industry. And we, we partnered up to, to create what you, you see today in Grubber and its product lineup. You know, that is, that is a really good story. And it's interesting. How old is the technology now or how long has Grubber been operating? So Bobbin created what we'll call the MVP um, about you know seven years ago when he first got the, the idea. And Grubber is about four years old at, at this point. So the tech... Uh, you, you could say goes back and, and the idea back about seven years ago when uh, Bobbin was actually out to dinner on a, on Valentine's Day and you know was you know experienced long wait times and a, and a frazzled uh, manager in, in a restaurant and when he he actually acquired on how to how to potentially help the the idea was born. You know, I got to remember when we were kids, you know, there was this cartoon called the Jetsons. And it's amazing how some of that technology 50 years later has actually found itself, you know, in our modern lives, which is really sort of incredible. And, you know, I just have to remember some of those episodes had this technology where, you know, they pressed a button on some machine or some computer before there were computers and literally food was instantly created and you open the door and there it was. And I know that that's part of your business model now. So we're going to talk all about what Grubber is. But before we do, why don't you give us your vision for where this company is going and and what the restaurant of the future is going to look like now and then in the future. And then we'll talk about, you know, the labor crisis and how you're a solution to that and how, you know, rising prices and all these problems, you know. Well, I should probably say what Grubber is. Grubber is a um, it combines a digital kiosk solution with software that you've developed that literally um, it, it displays like all the food and the menu of a restaurant overhead on boards. And then there are these large kiosks that you know guests can order from. And then there's QR code technology and all this kind of stuff. So you're going to tell us all about that. But tell us about where we're going. Where, where can this possibly keep going? Well, first, I, I also grew up watching the the Jetsons. So, you remember uh, that show, right? Uh, absolutely. You know, I think <laughs> it was the Flintstones and the Jetsons. You went from one era to the other. Yes. Uh, but uh, you know, at at Grubber, our our core belief is that the cashier is is obsolete, and it's not that we're intentionally trying to to go out and replace jobs, but candidly, today these are these are jobs that can't be fulfilled, right? And if you look at other industries, this should have occurred a decade or two ago, no different than what happened with tellers at banks, right? The teller disappeared and got replaced by a combination of ATMs and online banking. Mm -hmm. And we used to go to the airport and we used to see a ticketing agent. And that ticketing agent got replaced by you know, a QR code on your smartphone or a bank of 40 kiosks that never have a wait. So that part of airline travels is actually great up until probably the time you hit TSA. But that part of it is, has been improved. And that should have happened in the restaurant space. But for the fact that labor was just so cheap, so inexpensive, that candidly, most, most you know, owners and managers just threw labor at the problem instead of actually solving it through, through technology. Now, given what's transpired between COVID, you know, Joe Biden being elected president and one of his four pillars being this $15 an hour minimum wage, uh, and then the great resignation, these have all drawn the, the uh, you know, this issue to the forefront. And, you know, there are restaurants across the country that have limited hours or are closed on occasion because they just can't find the staff. To, to work it. Demand has come yeah, back in, 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 you know, an unbelievable manner, right? The problem is, can the restaurants actually fulfill from a labor perspective, the demand they have from the consumers? And that's where we might not solve a hundred percent of the problem, but we solve half the problem. 
There's the key. Now, we already talked about rising prices, and this is already a slim margin business to begin with. So any you know anyone listening to this podcast knows no one's getting rich in the restaurant business unless you got 500 restaurants across the country, that kind of thing. But so now we're talking about all this technology that sort of replaces key people because restaurants are losing money by, like you said, they're closing hours, they're closing days. Even though the demand is there, they're losing revenue because they can't service the customer when the customer is there. So here's a solution that allows you not to cut back hours or even close days because you're eliminating certain positions, but you're giving the safety, you're giving the convenience and the sort of wow factor of a new technology that makes it simple for the guests to order. And you know, I really love some of the features too. And we're going to get into the upselling and how this is actually a revenue increaser, which is, you know, that's speaking my language um, as well. So the only thing is. Um, we're not completely replacing everybody in the restaurant because no. positions are still required, but it does minimize the amount of people you need to serve the guest in order to meet the demand of sales that come in on a daily basis. Maybe if we can get Rosie from the Jetsons, we can we can solve the rest <laughs> of the, the the problem. But we are we yeah. are solving half of it now, and then we also have some technology with our KDS that's you know pretty advanced that starts to make the back of the house more more efficient so you can run more production through with less people but you know today i would say i'm pretty comfortable in saying that that we can solve half the the labor issue and what people aren't aware of is that this technology is both accessible and affordable to even the small business owner right everybody sees the headlines mcdonald spent a billion dollars on kiosks Clearly, they work. Clearly, the, the, the value propositions, they, they, as you succinctly stated, we, they reduce you know, expenses on the OPEX side with labor. They increase revenue um, by increasing the average ticket, and they improve the customer experience through um, eliminating walkaway clients and, and, and waits at lines in incorrect orders. So the value proposition is there. Nobody questions that. What they question is, wow. McDonald's spent a billion dollars. I don't even have a million dollars. How can I afford this? And they just write it off and assume it's not something they can do. But what we ended up doing um, last year is, is we, we partnered with Samsung. And Samsung's the, the largest manufacturer of cell phones, of TVs, digital signage, et cetera, in the world. And much like we had a vision of where the future was going, Samsung had that same vision and they saw this is kiosks is, is going to be what everybody is, is going to be ordering on. And because of their, their background and the fact that they're the largest chip manufacturer, they, they were able to bring to bear a kiosk that isn't $10,000, but a retail price of $2,500. So now all of a sudden the hardware isn't so expensive and it's better quality. And our software is not you know, $150 million in five years of development, but you can have it for less than $200 a month and you could be up and running in a week. So what we've done by partnering with Samsung is we've completely democratized the kiosks and this technology, making it available to, to everyone. And the great thing is it's instantly accretive. And what I mean by that is the minute you put this technology in your establishment, you're now throwing more money to the bottom line. You don't have to say, oh, the return on this is going to be two years or, or six months or even two weeks. It's instant. And you know, for each cashier position you can eliminate, you're going to save over $6,000 a month. Now, you can get hardware, software, you can get not one, but two kiosks for less than you know, 10% of that price. So there's a significant you know, pickup right there. Most of our clients, we tell people that they will see a 12 to 22% uplift in average ticket. And many of our small business clients are seeing a 40 to 50% increase in average ticket. Now, assuming you know, beverage costs, food costs, you know, call it a 75% margin, you could see how that sends quite a bit of value to the bottom line. And then you're eliminating the walkaway clients. You're, you're eliminating inaccurate orders. How many times have you gone up to, to the cashier and said, 
I'd like a cheeseburger with extra pickles, no ketchup. And they're like, got it, extra ketchup, no pickles. And what happens is you, the consumer gets the, the hamburger. They're disappointed. They have to wait while the, the restaurant makes a new hamburger. So that's a, you know, a poor you know, uh, experience for, for them. And the restaurant manager is upset because he took a perfectly good hamburger and threw it in, in the garbage. So clearly, when, when you're entering the order yourself, it's accurate all, all the time. The other thing is you, you talked about you know, the adoption. Over 80% of consumers would prefer to utilize digital technology than to speak to an to a actual human being. Wow, that's quite a statistic, and I would not have guessed that. Yeah, and that number is actually you know, increasing at a pretty rapid rate. Now, are there different um, sizes and configurations and models of the hardware itself, the kiosk itself, that fit a variety of uses? Is it uh, primarily fast casual, but there are also full serve um, applications as well? Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, so so let's talk the the, the solution. So yep. the the future. So we we say you know we believe the cashier is obsolete, and I gave the example of what happened in in the banking industry and in the airlines. But what's going to happen, in, in our opinion, in, in the restaurant space, is it's going to be replaced. The cashier is going to be replaced by a combination of kiosks, mobile ordering, and online ordering, whether through the company's website or third-party delivery service like an Uber Eats or mm-hmm. or a DoorDash. So when you, when you look at it this way, people consume in different ways. Some people will just walk up to, to the kiosk. Some people will want to use their phone and they might, you know, tap it either do the, you've seen a lot of the QR code popping up these days. We have QR codes, but we also have uh, NFC chips, which are even easier. So instead of having to take the camera out and take a, a picture of the QR code, you literally just tap your phone and it instantly appears. So there, there's mobile ways of, of, of doing that. And the reason I, I bring that up is, is based on the use case there's different combinations of that technology. So in a QSR or a fast casual environment, you would you would put a combination of the, the kiosks, you know, online clearly for, for those that are going to pick up mm-hmm. or have delivery, and then mobile with the the, you know, it would be the other solution. When you deal with something like um, a full service restaurant, my my personal take is if you're going to a you know a Michelin starred restaurant or or a high end steakhouse, you're you're probably still want that experience of, of the the waiter or the waitress to come over and, and you know and take and take your order. However, now you're outfitting them with that technology, that mobile technology, so you make them more efficient. That they're now entering it there instead of writing it down. Because what happens? is that waitstaff then goes to a point of sale system Mm -hmm, and then enters it. So everything we're trying to do is eliminate friction. And if you're able to now enter it at the table, as soon as you enter it, it's hitting the KDS or or kitchen printer. The kitchen now knows about this order. The difference is when 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 the waiter takes the order and writes it down, if he gets stopped two or three times before he gets to that point of sale system, the cashier, or the, not the cashier, the kitchen is unaware that that order's actually been placed, even though the consumers at the table, their 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 clock is is ticking. So it creates you know a more accurate order because once you start duplicating things, you make mistakes. You get it in you know more seamlessly, and you can answer questions because there's there's technology in there. So somebody says, oh well, what comes with that, or whatever question they have, if they're not as an experienced waiter they'll be able to answer that because the information will be right there at their fingertips. Got it. Now, modifiers are a big deal. You know, you already mentioned extra ketchup, extra pickles, this, that, and the next thing. And multiple, you know, restaurants that have different menus obviously have many ways to modify a dish. Uh, Maybe the guest orders a salad and there's multiple add-ons. You could have scallops or shrimp or chicken or something on the salad. I mean, there's all these different things. There's a certain amount of onboarding that goes obviously with this. Tell us about the onboarding process and how your team works with a restaurant to upload a menu and all the different things so that when a guest comes to use the kiosk, all the choices are there. It's very crystal clear. I also want to talk about the upselling feature. Kind of walk us through the whole, you know, the whole scenario from start to finish guest ordering, 
getting their food, the KDS in the back of the house. I mean, there's a whole process here that I saw on your video, and I want the guests uh, listening to this podcast to see the video, but if you could just walk us through the whole process, that'd be great. Yeah, I, you know, it's clearly one of the things that separates us from everything out there is not only do we have modifiers, but we have sub-modifiers uh, of that that can drill down as, as far or as creative as, as the, you know, that restaurant owner wants to get. And, and it's, it's unlimited. So we have applications, you know, what we call, we've like bowl builders for, for those types of restaurants that, that are on those types of concepts. We've got solutions for, for, donut shops. We've got solutions for, for pizzerias where literally you could have over 6 million different permutations of a pizza because of the different types of, you know, items. And do you want it on this on half and this on a quarter and then what, however yeah, you, you right. want to set it up in your establishment, uh-huh. yep. we're, we're able to do it. But on the, the modifiers, it allows you to also do what we call inline upselling. So if you want extra turkey or you want a premium ingredient like avocado or you want extra of, of something, you can now select it yourself and maybe it's an extra 50 cents or 75 mm-hmm. cents. Sure. But now you can customize it and get exactly what you want. So better consumer experience and generating extra dollars. Now, the other interesting thing is you, you, you mentioned other add-ons, maybe not a modifier, but let's talk about sauce. And this this has become material with a with a number of our clients because what hap- what happens today is you walk in and let's, let's say you're at a wing place and you say oh I'd like you know extra sauce well, what happens the cashier reaches in grabs a handful tosses it in the bag and off you go well in reality you might have wanted two extra sauces they gave you eight and six of them get thrown in the garbage right waste right mm-hmm. but the reality is. That business owner, he's paying for all eight of those sauces. That's right. But now what we've done is on the kiosk, you want extra sauce, no problem. 25 cents, how many would you like? I'd like two. I'd like three. So now it went from what has notoriously been an expense center, it's turned into a profit center. So if a guy wants 32 sauces, great. We're going to make a lot of money selling sauce. Uh, and, and the same thing on the modifiers, it allows you to get exactly what you want without fear that, you know, you've been in this long line, you get to the front and it's t- your time to order. If, if I start going, hey, you know, what looks good today? Or I start doing that, the guy behind is going to give me one of these on the back of the head, right? You know, the, the kiosk allows what we call the hover effect because you can put as many kiosks as you want in the establishment. You can now eliminate those lines and people can spend more time in, in looking at the, the food items and they will buy more. People buy with their eyes. And if they see a line item like on a menu with half a dozen, you know, chicken parmesan or spaghetti or pizza versus seeing high resolution pictures of these, I can't tell you how many times I've actually witnessed uh, consumers utilizing one of our kiosks and they're like, yeah, I bought both just because they both look so good. Not answering your phone is one of the quickest ways for your restaurant to lose a potential customer. But between serving in-person customers and dealing with the kitchen, it's hard for staff to prioritize incoming calls. That's why your restaurant needs pop menu answering. Simple questions that keep your phone line tied up can be handled without pulling a staff person from your in-person hospitality. Reclaim the power of your phone. Pop Menu Answering is powered by artificial intelligence to answer the simple questions most people call in with, like, do you have outdoor seating or what are your hours? Within the Pop Menu platform, you can customize answers for your restaurant and choose the voice your guests hear, plus create customized greetings. Pop Menu Answering picks up your phone 24-7, 365 days a year, turning every phone call into an opportunity. Plus, Pop Menu's full collection of tools helps optimize your restaurant's website and menu, streamlines your ordering experience, and assists in retargeting to enable you to build long-lasting relationships with your guests. Get help answering your restaurant's calls now with Pop Menu Answering. And for a limited time, my listeners can get $100 off their first month plus an unchanging monthly rate at popmenu.com slash rockstars. Go now to get $100 off your first month at 
popmenu.com slash rockstars. Does it require, do you recommend professional food photography before all this stuff gets uploaded? I mean, or do people just pull out their iPhones or their, you know, their Samsung galaxies and take photos? And then is that quality high enough or do you recommend it really, you know, because this is a sales tool now. Yeah. So, so it runs the, the gambit. So originally when we first started, we did that and it took forever to, 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 to deploy a, a client because they were busy and who's going to go make every item they have and take a picture and bring in a photographer. And there was the cost to, to all that. So typically what I'll say is mid-market and up, they typically already have photography done. They, they've got, got those and they, they'll just you know, turn those, those pictures over, over to us or they'll upload them. Um, for, for small businesses, it's a combination. They say they have a hamburger. We've got a library of, you know, 50 different hamburgers. They can either select the one that looks most like the hamburger that they're selling or as a, as a you know, put it in there or use it as a stopgap and then take the, the picture and, and upload it. So it's a combination of we can load up with, with stock imagery of different items, and then they can replace those items that are truly unique to, to their establishment. But you know, a lot of these items aren't that unique, right? If, if I want a Coca-Cola, well, they're good with one of our pictures of, of yeah, Coca-Cola. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the right? generic you know, On the modifiers, a picture of a tomato is a picture of a, of a tomato. Now, we're we're going to give them 10 different choices of, of a picture of tomato, but you know, it is what it is on, uh, on that. So it's truly... We can have them up and running in a matter of a day or two, but if they want to modify and, and customize it, they, they can constantly do that. They can constantly change whatever they want. And our back end is so, so intuitive that they literally just hit a button and, and away they go. I find that the hardware itself, the kiosks are very clean and modern looking in appearance, but the, the screen itself, is that sort of branded to a restaurant with logos and colors and the whole thing comes to life as if it matches the concept and the ambiance of the vibe of the place? A hundred percent. Actually, you know, what appears beforehand is, is a video. So the client is actually able to put upload the, the video uh, and it plays basically on, on a loop. So it serves as a, a commercial for, for the establishment. And a lot of times, a lot of our clients are, are utilizing that to partner with some of their suppliers who will subsidize the, the cost. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you could go to Coca-Cola, and now if you prominently feature Coca-Cola in that video of your restaurant, Coca-Cola will has marketing dollars that they'll subsidize the price of the kiosk for you. Sweet. That's, that's a definite benefit for sure. So a guest walks in to... Joe's restaurant anywhere USA, and they've got this technology. So you see it, it's self-explanatory. There may or may not be a queue for it. And if there is a queue, there's a QR code they could scan it and load sort of the app or whatever to their phone and do the same thing from a phone, or am I missing something? Does it work that way? Yeah. So so uh, essentially, um, you can you, we have both the kiosks and a lot of our establishments will have. Uh, QR code or, or NFC chips at the table. So a lot of people don't even have to, you know, if you're a frequent uh, visitor of that establishment, you might just walk, grab a table, sit down, tap your phone, and then, you know, order. And if you're tied to their loyalty program, well, guess what? There's your last three or four or five orders up, up, up here. And if you have some crazy configuration because you like the cheeseburger without this, but you want extra of that and, and everything else, it's already there. You just hit the button and you don't have to go through that uh, again. I've just placed my order and it goes back to um, obviously the kitchen display system that you talked about. And there's some efficient processes there as well. So tell me about, you know, the order gets placed, it goes to the back of the house or whatever, and now the order is being put together. So let's talk about that. And then also there's sort of a progress board where the consumer, the guest can literally see, is it in progress? Is it ready now? Um, or it's already been picked up. So that's a tool as well. So let's absolutely. So, so the, you know, the, the first bit of technology years ago was having a kitchen 
printer, right? It's a, well, yeah, we, that's course, the way people I did would it. write it down, they'd put the order on, they'd swing it around, and then the chef would, would grab the, 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 right. the handwritten ticket. I right? started there 28 years ago. That's where <laughs> we started before we got our first POS system. And then obviously the printer went to the kitchen and you'd pull off the slip and still stick it on that thing. I mean, that's it, old school. <laughs> right. So the next evolution was the KDS, the kitchen mm-hmm. display system. And there you're basically taking that same thing and you're putting it on a, on a screen. Yep. But what we have the ability to do is to break that as into as many stations as possible, depending on the sophistication uh, and process flow of the establishment. And what I mean by that is you can have all the drinks go to the drink station and you can have all the fries or onion rings or whatever else go to the fry station. You can have the sandwiches go to the sandwich station, et cetera, so that each of those areas is just focused on production of what they're they're working on. And they just stay constantly saying, okay, more cheeseburgers, more hot dogs, more whatever it is. And they're throwing those on and preparing them. And then you have the the expo screen where the, the, the individuals now pulling together the different items and saying, okay, you know, two cheeseburgers, got the two cheeseburgers. I've got the, the milkshake. I got the fries. Here's the order. And they can either put a sticker on it and, and put it in the bag or use a food locker or, or give it to a runner to, to, to run, run to, to, to the, uh, to the table. So there's the ability to get as sophisticated on the KDS as you want. There's the ability, even on concepts like bowls, you know, these bowl builder type concepts where we can have the screen literally mirror the workstation below that they're, you know, the, the, the different baskets they're reaching into. So if they're grabbing, you know, chicken or pork or beef, what ends up happening is the screen gets highlighted. So now someone doesn't even have to look down. They can kind of just reach and grab the items and put them in the, in the bowl and make sure that they're doing exactly what was described. And if there's an allergy, it's blaring in, in red with an X, right? Or if there's double of something, it you know it, that's notified. Okay, great. I want extra lettuce. Okay, boom. I, I've got that. So we have the ability to create more efficiency in the in the back of the house, and and to you know bring people up to speed with with less training so that they're productive and, and more efficient. And then taking a lot of you know the data and historically. There's six to 12 different pieces of technology that'll be in, in, in a restaurant. And they've all been siloed. And what I mean by siloed is they don't communicate with one another. What we've created is an ecosystem where not only do we communicate with the different components of the grubber technology, but we'll communicate with the other components in your establishment as well. So if you have a legacy point of sale system like an Oracle or an NCR or a PAR or Square or Clover, we'll integrate into that. And now we can start to fuse this data to provide information back to those restaurant owners that make them more efficient. So you can figure out what your true food, you know, labor costs are for preparing food. You can figure out why Sally can produce twice as much as Billy. And either apply best practices, everybody should do what, what Sally's doing and get everybody else more productive. Or if Billy's just not capable of it, we, we know we can move on from, from Billy and, and bring somebody in that, that's more productive. I call this the business of a thousand details. And you've got more important things to worry about than calculating and paying your monthly sales tax on time. Well, that's where Davo comes in. Davo puts sales tax on autopilot for restaurants. Davo uses sales tax data from your point of sale system to set aside the exact amount of sales tax you collect every single day and then files it and pays it when it's due on time for your restaurant every month. Davo takes just five minutes to set up and once it's up and running, you never have to worry about paying sales tax again. Davo costs $49.99 per POS connection per month, and your restaurant can try Davo for the first 30 days free. Davo was created by a successful restaurant chef and owner who knows what's important for your operation. Time is money, and you've got more important things to focus on, like pleasing your guests. You can't put a price on peace of mind. Why not try Davo for the first 30 days at DavoSalesTax.com? Let's talk about machine learning and artificial intelligence and where that plays into this. 
Yeah, so there's a few different places that we're utilizing it today, and, and a lot of the, the reporting and, and some of these modules that we're adding will, will have a lot of that tech. But clearly, when we talk about upselling, that's, that's an area where we are using AI and machine learning. So, you know, we've all heard about upselling for years. You know, you go into a, a burger joint and you say, I'd like a hamburger and shake. And the first question back to you is, would you like fries with that? That's great. If I'm ordering a hamburger, I probably, you know, there's a high likelihood uh-huh. I'll take fries. But if I walk in and say, I'd like a salad, probably not going to buy fries. But if presented with, you know, an option for a fruit cup or a healthy drink, I might be inclined to, to buy that. So when you what you need to do is customize the upsells based on the products that that person has ordered, that other people like that would have ordered. No okay. different than when you go on Amazon and you're, present, you're buying one thing and you're presented with a hundred options of, of other items that completely resonate with you that you didn't even know you, you wanted. But you're like, wow, that, that's good. Or when you go on Netflix and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're being presented with movies or TV shows that you're like, hey, that, I hadn't heard of that before, but it really sounds good. Yeah. Recommended and, for you based on past choices. <laughs> Exactly. So that yeah. that's really what AI and machine learning uh-huh. is doing um, on you know the upselling. Now on the menu boards, we've done something pretty unique in that we're now taking uh, different pieces of data like weather, time of year, time of day, and order frequency, and we're now able to adjust the order on the menu board because people read menus from left to right. So if I'm presenting the most likely option to you first, you're probably going to make your selection faster and you're going to move on. And we're able to, to do that by taking into account all of these different pieces of disparate data to change the ordering of the, the menus to ultimately present selections that resonate more with consumers given that at that point of time. So, yeah, and it could be different in different locations, meaning, you know, it might be really cold out in Boston in February and, you know, there might be a present presented with hot chocolate or something, a warm drink versus here in Florida, it might be an iced tea option. You say optional, is that possible to present what signature dishes might be available in a restaurant or the most profitable items that we really want our guests to purchase. I mean, it's programmable regardless, as opposed to using that feature, although it's a great feature to have. Uh-oh. Is it customizable? 100%. Yeah. I mean, I would it, hope it, so. And not only that, it, we have an ability to change in real time. So let's, let's take a different example. Okay. Let's say you, you, you run out of avocados. There's no more avocados in the restaurant. Well, now you can take guacamole off the menu. So now not only is it's not even on the board, you know, versus, you know, how many times you see like whiteout or or you see a piece of cardboard covering an item. Absolutely. That doesn't look good. No, now it you, doesn't. The item, you can either have it completely removed. Yeah, 86 feature. It's if it was never there. Or you could put sold out if you, if you want to show that it's still an item and it's sold out. Uh, optionally, you want to change pricing. You can change pricing in real time. So if you want, you know, at five o'clock, there's a happy hour and it's seven, you know, price changes at seven o'clock, it goes back, it changes again. Um, if you want to have surge pricing, you know, a concert breaks out across the, the street and all of a sudden there's heavy demand and you want to increase the, the prices, you can. Or, you know, I'm sitting on a lot of, you know, X, you know, type of beer and I, I need to blow through it. Well, I can lower the pricing and, and make that a, a, a promotion to, to until I, I, I've moved on from, from that stock. Is an estimated wait time available to the guest once they place their order versus, oh, I got an errand to run down the street and I'll come back knowing, oh, I've got 10 minutes before my order it goes up on the ready board and then I can pick it up. Is there that sort of a note? I know you notify the guest when the food is ready, but do you give the guest an idea of how, can you tell a guest how long it'll take yes. before the food comes out? So the answer is yes to that. And then depending on the establishment, how they want to present that. I mean, look, I, I was at a, a restaurant the other day and it was one of our, our locations 
and they put their toe in the water. So they had three, they used to have three cashiers. They now have one cashier and two kiosks. And it was funny that what they the, the staff did, they were still so many customers. The consumers would go to the kiosk and order, and the orders would go right in. If a consumer went to the cashier, the cashier started off by saying, oh, there's about a 45-minute wait. Because what they were trying to do was stop people from ordering so the kitchen could get caught up. Of course. Meanwhile, what they were doing is driving the the, the, the clients out, out, out of the, the restaurant. And then I, I wasn't there, but I then what I heard, <laughs> this is horrible. They turned one of the kiosks uh, around because they couldn't keep up with the, the orders. So the, the orders coming is, in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, there's the ability, yes. To, to put, hey, your order is going to, right now we're experiencing 10-minute, 5-minute, 20-minute wait time. And this way you, you notify the consumer. And to your point, hey, if it's going to be 15 minutes, and I know it's going to be 15 minutes, I can place my order. I can go next door to the, to the you know, drugstore or whatever, run that errand, and then come back and pick up my food. And by the way, I get notified if they if they enable the text messaging uh, functionality. It'll text them and let them know, you know, your order's been placed. Oh, now your order's ready. And then you can come pick it up. Uh, you also mentioned, so that's one piece of technology notifying you when your order is ready. The order progress board is, is another piece of technology that can be placed throughout the, the restaurant that lets people know, okay, your food's being prepared. Your food's now ready. You can go pick it up without having to, to kind of hover around you know, and create congestion at, at the uh, pickup area. The other functionality we have is throttling. So we, we can now prioritize different types of orders based on that type, you know, how the manager wants to prioritize. So if an order comes in, do you want to give priority to the person standing in, in, in front of you? So those orders go right through. Do you want to prioritize, you know, you know, uh, online orders? Do you want to prioritize delivery orders? Do you, you, you can adjust all of these different things so that you can do that. Uh, certain of the third-party delivery services started to come out with penalties if orders take more the next time. So, you know, you could prioritize those to prevent getting hit with those extra fees. So there's a lot of different ways that utilizing the technology to make the decisions that the manager, if he was there running the entire thing or the owner was, they would do. Now, the technology also eliminates the need for a counter person to pass the food to the customer or the guest. And you've got these lockers that go back to that whole Jetsons thing we talked about. They're the very contemporary looking, a series of cubbies or lockers with the door and your food is placed inside. And then I saw, um, we're going to talk about the video in a moment, but again, I saw the, the gentleman who placed the order using the phone to sort of scan the machine to open the door because it's locked and no one else can touch that food. Is, is that correct? Yeah. I, I mean, a, a very real problem that, that people are having these days is with pickup orders because, mm -hmm. you know, you order online. Take the food by mistake, the wrong order, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Roger, you, you, you go, you see the order. It says Roger. You mm -hmm. grab it. You walk out and you're, you're in the car. You're gone. Right. Well, there's more than one Roger in the world. Yes. And, you know, the problem <laughs> is that you grab somebody else's order. Now, when you come back, they're not going to take the order that you just brought back. Mm -mm. So now your order has to be remade, most likely, yep. and their order has to be remade. And, you know, that that's the honest mistake. Mm -hmm. You got people that just go in and, and, and grab foods. But of course, th this this issue is happening multiple times every day to most establishments. So just eliminating that and eliminating the, the people hovering around because everybody's every, you know, how, think about some of the busy establishments. Every time the, the, the staff will call, drop a couple more items, everybody, everybody goes and grabs it. Now you got 30 people touching uh, somebody's order and looking Oh Nope, that's, that's not mine. That's not mine. Right. So, I've seen this happen. I, it's happened to me. It happens every day and lots of um, chain restaurants, that shall remain nameless, but yes, it does happen. Yes. So, so by putting the, the, the food lockers in there, mm -hmm. you're, 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 you're solving that you're solving for the congestion and the consumer who, who ordered online. Yeah. They just show up with their phone. They, they scan it. 
boom, one of the doors lights up and pops open and they grab their food and, and, and off they, they go. They don't have to stand in line. They don't have to, to wait to, to speak to anybody. It, it's a, a simple process. And if I forgot my phone at home or lost my phone or whatever, I can still have someone open the door and, you know, give me my a hundred percent. There, there's okay. no, and then on the, the, the kiosks, they'll, they'll do both. They can print out that, that receipt, or you can pull that order. What's the standard timeline to be up and running? You know, an audience member listening, this says, wow, that sounds like just what I need. I'm going to, you know, check this out. They get in touch with Grubber. How long before, like, what's that process like the onboarding, the timeline, and I'm up and running and it's, it's working for me. And I'm very happy with what I, my decision. Well, we, we've got clients that, that are up and running in, in literally a, a day or two. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, we, we've got clients that want some sort of, you know, customization or changes. So it depends on, on the establishment. Uh, typically, larger chains will, will take longer. Why? They, they have a number of customizations or integrations that maybe they have their, their own proprietary point of sale system. And we need to, to work with them to integrate that. Um, maybe they have a loyalty program like a, a punch or a level up or you know um, patronics and they, they need that integrated. So we you know we have the most of these certifications already completed, but we still are dependent on the third party to, to certify each instance. So yes, if, if you're a, a punch client, we, we can definitely help you out. And, and integrate that very quickly. But then Punch needs to just say, yep, everything looks good on, on your side. And as long as they move quickly, that can be done very, very fast. If, if they're delayed because of whatever reason, then that can add some, some time. But um, it's really you know, the establishment and their, their menu. We're going to create the menu. And if they're, they're happy with it, they're good. Or if they're like, oh, I got to get these pictures and so a lot of it's dependent upon the, the client and, you know, whatever they need to, to do on their end. The reliability of technology has come light years ahead. But back in the day, in the infancy of point of sale systems, you know, restaurant customers would have to pay very high maintenance contracts. And, you know, if your system went down, it would cause chaos within the restaurant and you would call your support person or the support company and they would sort of triage the situation based on the severity. And you might get somebody on the phone right away or they might call you back in a half an hour. Meanwhile, you're trying, the show must go on in your restaurant. What's your software support? And are there any issues with software support based on the technology today? So, so the great thing is, we actually will know and be notified if there's a problem in an establishment before they even know. So uh, wow. I'll give you an example. Their, their internet goes out, their internet provider, it, it goes down, you know, it, sure. it happens, right? It does, of course. So we'll be notified and then we can, call, a lot of times we're calling up the, the, the restaurant and saying, hey, you know, Mr. Restaurant Manager, did you realize that your internet's down? And they're like, Really? And all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah. And they, or they somebody went, yeah, somebody was in there playing around in the, the IT closet. Great. Uh, so so that that can be fixed. And there's a lot of proactive stuff. Um, we have the ability to to handle everything from a software side remotely. So it doesn't require any technicians to to go in there. Everything can be handled remotely. And even when we talked about things like internet. Our software was designed to even be run in an offline mode. So if internet were to go out, you're still able to transact business. You're still able to connect everything through to the kitchen. You're still able to, to order. You're still able to process credit cards. And then as soon as the internet comes back on, everything that's queued up will then connect into to the point of sale and, and, and handle it. But all your, your orders will be completed and your payments will, will all go through. So that we have that, that type of, of functionality. On the hardware side, um, yeah, you know, occasionally we, we, we get all kinds of crazy stories. We've gotten people that break in and try to steal things. We get people that you know, take a hammer to it or a baseball bat to it. You know, if something's physically broken, then, then we have on-site people who will come out and, and do a hot swap and replace the the, the the hardware you know there's people break in and try to steal all kinds of things 
Well, that's terrific. Well, there you have it, folks. New technology that, again, helps you deal with the labor crisis and rising prices. There's so many benefits. And Sam, thanks so much for bringing all these things to light for us. Your website, of course, I can see behind you is Grubber, of course. But for those listening to the podcast, it is spelled G-R-U-B-B-R-R. Dot com. And there's a terrific video that I spoke of a couple times in this that I'd really like the audience to check out because it really walks you through the entire how it works and what's cool about it and what the convenience and safety is for your guests. And of course, that's at grubber.com. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Thanks for staying with us. Stay well, everyone. Thanks, Sam, for being with us on the podcast and giving us one possible solution to the labor challenge and rising costs and all the other challenges operators are facing. Thanks also to this week's sponsors, Devo, Pop Menu, Spark Plug, and Serve, the restaurant training app at srvnow.com. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Stay tuned and stay well. Guys, I've always believed in systems to run a really effective restaurant. They say you have a system if you can walk away and leave your place for a day, a week, or a month. And it's just as successful, just as profitable when you return, if not more so. Now, the staff are really the foundation of this, and it all comes down to the word empowerment. You know, if you've got really great people and if you can develop those people to have your back, and to run it as if they owned it, treat everything as if they had to pay for it, that's a super powerful system. Once you have the staff in place, it really comes down to three things. It comes down to, one, staff training, development, recognition, and rewards to create what I call your dream team, how to empower your team to think and act like owners and to treat everything as if they owned it and had to pay for it, and to deliver amazing guest service experiences to your customers, to serve and sell because sales are the lifeblood of your business, not allowing order takers on the floor, but teaching everyone to recognize opportunities and make suggestions that we know the customers will enjoy and appreciate. It all comes down to training, training, training. Number two, cost controls and maximizing profit. You need to know your critical financial numbers on a weekly basis, and it only takes 10 minutes, but you need to understand these things. How about your daily break even? How much it costs you to open the doors to your restaurant each day? Inventory is not just walking around and figuring out what your order is that week. It's knowing the true value of your goods on hand at any given point in time. And you need this information to be able to calculate your true food and beverage costs. Your labor costs are also important. And running a weekly labor analysis against sales. If you know these things, I can teach you how to maximize your profit and control your costs. And then number three is what I call marketing firepower and affinity. You know, affinity is defined as a really powerful sense of loyalty and belonging where your customers become raving fans and they're like an army of brand ambassadors spreading the word for your restaurant. Well, all of this is included in the Restaurant Rockstars Academy. If you really want to take your restaurant to the next level, post-pandemic, things are heating up, customers are coming back, Now's the time to really maximize your opportunities, maximize your sales and profits, and create that dream team staff. Check it out at restaurantrockstars.com. It's the Restaurant Rockstars Academy. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.